With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Letterman Row. I'm Spencer Holbrook. We got another new face on the screen today. Last week, we talked to Blue and Gold, uh, Tyler Horka about Notre Dame. This week, we're going to break down Arkansas State with Mitchell Gladstone. Mitchell, how are you doing today? Can you tell the people a little bit about you? Yeah, so I am the uh, Arkansas State reporter for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, uh, based here in Little Rock. Uh, so I have to spend, spend lots of time hitting up on the road, going up to Jonesboro. Uh, and uh, yeah, really excited to make my first trip to Columbus, uh, see uh, Ohio Stadium for the first time, and uh, see what should be an interesting game, although perhaps not close. So let's get into that. I mean, you said interesting. Uh, in what ways is this Arkansas State offense, when you talk about James Blackman, former Florida State quarterback, a uh, couple of former, uh, you know, power five guys on that side of the ball, including Brian Snead, former Ohio State running back, uh, familiar name for Ohio State fans. What makes this offense interesting and what might give Ohio State some trouble when you talk about this Arkansas State offense? What makes the Arkansas State offense interesting is that, you know, Number, number one, this is a program that has a history. I mean, there is a, a level of expectation here. Arkansas State won numerous Sunbelt titles in the 2010. So, uh, you know, the last couple of years, uh, four and seven season in 20, uh, 2020, and then uh, two and 10 in 2021, uh, those are exceptions. Uh, you know, those are exceptions to the rule. And so uh, this is a team that's building back. Like you said, James Blackman is a guy, six-year quarterback, started at Florida state played four years there very much an up and down career. Um, but he's now got some continuity having a uh, head coach and Butch Jones and offensive coordinator, Keith Heckendorf, uh, the same two guys for the first time in his entire collegiate career. And he's a guy that looks a whole lot different. And then, like you said, they've got a pair of running backs, power five guys, Johnny Lang, who was at Iowa state, Brian Sneed, who was at Ohio state for three games before being suspended, kicked off the team, kicked out of school. Uh, going to Juco and Austin P and now is at Arkansas State. So you've got those two running backs. Um, and then they've got, you know, they're still piecing together their passing game and it's all behind a young offensive line. But really, James Blackman uh, is the key to this offense. If, if Arkansas State's going to do anything against Arkansas, Ohio State or really this season, it's on him. And he's a guy that just looks vastly improved. He's more comfortable with the offense. Uh, he's getting more and more confident um, in his O-line. Uh, although they're young, uh, but he seems more comfortable, you know, sitting back in the pocket, letting the game come to him. And Arkansas State is a team that, you know, their defense is what it is. It's still building. It was really, really bad last year. It's getting better this year, um, but they need their offense to go. So, you know, if they're going to be competitive in games, it's probably going to be because they're putting up, you know, 30, 40, 50 points, especially like they did last week, although against an FCS opponent. Yeah, so you see that big number. I think it was 58 last week. Uh, and and you, you say, oh, well, maybe they're on to something. Maybe Ohio State might have a little bit of trouble. Now, I'm not going to ask you what your scouting report of the Ohio State Notre Dame game was, but are there areas where you could see this Arkansas State offense trying to have some success against what Ohio State does defensively? Yeah, well, what I think it's going to be, and I, you know, it's funny, I, I, I wanted to watch more of that Ohio State uh, Notre Dame game. I was covered, covering my own game at the time, so I didn't get to catch as much of it I would have liked. 
I think the big thing, like we said, you know, we're talking about these two running backs. Arkansas State was bad running the ball last year. I think it got sort of covered up by the fact that their defense was so bad um, and it sort of flew under the radar. But they were third to last in rush yards per game last season. Um, It was bad. It was a product of uh, not a ton of talent that running back room, but also a really, really bad offensive line. And so this group is, uh, you know, much more talented in the running back room. They're going to use Johnny Lang a lot more. Um, Brian Sneed, um, you know, we can talk about his past if we want, but, you know, he's a guy that has just a ton of skill. He was a top 100 recruit in his, his class. Um, obviously, he had, the, you know, the talent to be at Ohio State, and, you know, they really complement each other. So what I think you're going to see is Arkansas State is – they committed to running the ball early. Obviously, you can do that against Grambling State, a team that was just bad. Uh, they were really, really bad. Uh, but I think Arkansas State is going to continue to try to commit to the run early and use the run to set up what they do. They have, um, you know, two really good pass-catching tight ends and uh, sophomores, Emmanuel Stevenson, they do Triore. And so those guys, the wide receiver room is a little bit sketchy at the moment, um, but, you know, they're going to use those guys in the passing game. And so I think it's really, really important if Arkansas State's going to do anything at any point this season that they have to sort of, you know, I hate to, you know, go to the cliche, but it really is establish the run. I mean, they need – they need a running game to open things up for the passing game. So now we flip to the other side of the ball where Ohio state is supposed to have one of the most explosive offenses in the country this year. We did not see that against Notre Dame just because of wide receiver injuries and the way the game played out. Um, I think, think the Buckeyes might try to open it up a little bit more this week and and make sure everybody knows that passing game's not broken. Um, What is the, what's the, is the, is the book out? Is jury out on this Ohio or on this Arkansas State defense yet? And what do you see from that unit that makes you think, you know, not not makes you think they're going to have success against Ohio State, but, but you know, what, what do you see from them? I guess. Well, I guess it starts. Well, first off, I you know personally, I I, I can't. I, I I'm not expecting it at this point, but I, I would love to see Jackson Smith and Jacob back. I covered him when I was down in Texas, and he was one of my favorite players to watch in high school. So I'd love to see him uh, on the field this week personally. But uh, you know. Look, Ohio State has a ton of receivers, and I think that's where the biggest challenge is for Arkansas State. I mean, their secondary uh, is still coming together. Um, so it was basically sort of, you know, they've got a true sophomore at, at, the, um, at one of the safety spots. They had a sort of four or five-man battle for quarterbacks, and I think that's still a little bit unsettled, although they found their two starters, and uh, I think that's who, you know, will be the same this week. Uh, now, what they do have is they have – added guys at each level of defense. So they brought in Eddie Smith, who was a guy that started at Alabama, went to Illinois last year. Um, he's playing safety. He's given him a lot of stability there. They brought in a middle linebacker, Jordan Carmouche, who has started, who played his uh, four years at Houston. He came in and he's now taken over that Mike linebacker spot. And then Kevon Bennett is a guy who was here last year, uh, started at Tennessee under Butch Jones, uh, was going to actually move from defensive end to linebacker this outside linebacker this year, but he's staying at defensive end at least for now. And so they have, you know, solid guys at each level of the defense. Um, but look, that like we said, that unit was second to last in uh, total offense last year, um, behind only my alma mater Duke. So it's a really it was a it was fun following that. Uh, they uh, they're, they're still coming together and. I think that, you know, Ohio State's just going to find ways to just torture this defense. And uh, I, I'm sure Rob Harley, uh, great nephew of Ohio State legend Chick Harley, uh, does not want to see that happen to his defense. 
Uh, but I think he is going to have some real issues on his hands um, dealing with an offense that is far more explosive than I think anything, you know, far, far more and not even really close to anything Arkansas State has seen within the last, you know, year plus. So that's interesting, the connection there with Chick Harley and Rob Harley. So uh, I don't think that'll have any bearing on the game. Just an interesting note. I like that. Thank you. We, the, the viewers like this kind of stuff. They like the notes. So well, I, appreciate I, that. I, I, there's, there, there will be a fuller story coming out later this week. So, you know, you can, I'll, I'll plug my Twitter feed at the end, but you can, you know, if you, I'm, I got to talk to, you know, it's, it's really, really cool. And the, the, the story is kind of fascinating on Chick Harley and basically being gone for, you know, what 30 you know sorry 70 ish years from Ohio, 70 75 ish years from Ohio State history then coming back um and it's pretty cool look it's not it's not Rob Harley's first time back in the shoe since being a walk-on safety there he's been a commentator there he was an assistant at Michigan State so I don't think he's going to be necessarily overwhelmed by the moment of coming back but it's pretty cool that in the 100th year of Ohio Stadium uh Chick Harley's great nephew will be coaching in the house that Harley built that's kind of cool yeah. so all right, let's let's go one more, and then I'll get we'll get some score predictions and get you out of here. Uh, Butch Jones, no no Ohio State fan is really keeping an eye on Jonesboro as to whether Butch Jones is gonna you know how that tenure is going you know. But I I, I we've got you. I might as well ask Butch Jones, um, former Tennessee coach. Everybody knows his his past. Um, what is the feelings on Butch Jones in in Jonesboro right now, and and what can he do this year to make maybe uh, turn the tide a little bit on the way his tenure has gone. So here's what I'll say about Butch Jones. Look, number one is, you know, you look at where he's been in the past, Central Michigan, Cincinnati. He was only there for three years apiece following Brian Kelly at both spots. Um, you know, Brian Kelly went to Cincinnati. Uh, so that's when Butch took over at Central Michigan. And then he went to Notre Dame. And Brian Kelly, you know, Butch Jones followed to Cincinnati. Um and he you now Butch Jones was a really, really good recruiter. He recruited well at Central Michigan. Um, he got uh, JJ Watt, I think he got JJ Watt and Antonio Brown there. Um, he had the Kelseys at Cincinnati. Uh, you know, he did a really good job recruiting at Tennessee. Obviously, he had issues winning games in the SEC, which is a different story. Um, but in essentially not even two years here at Arkansas State, he's really done a great job recruiting. I mean, they had, I think, the number one or number two at class in the Sun Belt this year, depending on uh, what rankings you look at. Um, he's doing, uh, you know, he's he's got, they've got a clear plan. Um, they're wanting to build through high school guys, which is something that the previous regime did not. And so from a recruiting perspective, you know, I think he's got that unlocked. The question is, can he coach? Uh, can he really build a team, build a program, and sustain it. Um, I mean, his longest stop was, you know, four plus seasons at Tennessee. Uh, I think, you know, if he has vision back to a power five job, it's going to take at least four years to build this program here at Arkansas State. I don't think, you know, maybe they compete for a Sunbelt title next year, but it probably takes at least four years. So he's going to need time to get back to what he's doing. Um, I think he's doing the right things in terms of coaching. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, so much of it is result-based. So you have to see them, you know, continue to win games. I think, you know, going to – I predict them at five wins this season. I think four or five wins is a really good step. If they get back to bowl eligibility this year, that would be um, 
definitely punching above their weight and probably faster than a lot of people expected. And I think that would start to really get some excitement back in Jonesboro, which is a, a place that really cares about Arkansas State and the program. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, I got to see it. And that's sort of where I am is this team, uh, this team needs to win. Butch Jones needs to prove that he's building something um, tangible. And as you know, recruiting ratings are great and a, a culture is great, but you got to win. So Butch certainly won't be judged based on what happens Saturday in the horseshoe at noon on Big Ten Network. Um, we, we know that to be true. Um, the spread is massive. I'm, I'm actually a little surprised that it is what it is, but uh, Vegas knows more than I do. So let's talk about it. Um, I think it's at 44 and a half or 45, depending on where you can get it. Folks, by the way, shop around. There's plenty of books out there. Find your number. Uh, we're, we, I think we both are on the same page. Gambling guys, uh, find your number. Um, so let's let's just get to it. Uh, Arkansas State plus 45 or Ohio State minus 45? So my view is I think that you know, you look at it, it's, it's early in the season. Um, I saw, you know, I saw, you saw it last year, uh, Arkansas state went to Washington and it was, I think it was 28, nothing at halftime. And then, you know, it, it sort of settled down. I think it was like 24 to three in the second half or something like that. Um, the question is really, you know, essentially how much does Ohio state jump on Arkansas state, you know, in the, in the first half? I mean, you might see, you know, what I would say is, you know, you see them jump on it and the spread, goes way up okay then maybe take the points because it'll come back down in the second half um if that's the case i think arkansas state's gonna find a way through the back door potentially um so uh, 40 44 45 just seems like so much um especially for a game in the early season when you know like you said like i said you know you might want to see some guys get in the back get in at the end of the game um rotate through and you know use one of those games since you go can this now with the new redshirt rule um or relatively new redshirt rule so my prediction i think i put it down 49 to 10 uh i think arkansas state wants to get their new kicker a field goal so i'm, I'm giving him a field goal he's a true freshman um so i think they, they i thought they were going to do it last week uh but they didn't so 49 to 10 uh it might be through the back door it might not um but i think what that second straight week ohio state just barely can't cover um yep. So that's, I think that's what I'm going at. 49, 10 Ohio state. All right. Well, everybody can wait patiently because I don't give my score prediction till Friday on the bold predictions video. Uh, but that's just the way we do things here at Letterman Row Mitchell. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, excited to be back in the horseshoe Saturday. Excited to meet you uh, as, as you come up to Columbus. Uh, if you need any recommendations on food, I'm sure the people in the comments of this video would love to help you out there. Uh, but for Mitchell, I'm Spencer. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for watching. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check us out on the Letterman Lounge. You can get Letterman Row right now for $1 for an entire year. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, and you can go read all of Mitchell's work. Mitchell, can, can you tell the folks where to find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at MP Gladstone, G-L-A-D-S-T-O-N-E. Uh, or you can check me out, and that's on Twitter. And uh, you can also check out all of our content at ArkansasOnline.com. That's the home of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. All right. Sounds good. For Mitchell, I'm Spencer. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.